Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of All Swell, a student-led podcast in association with the Coastal Society and the American Shoreline Podcast Network. We're celebrating our one-year anniversary. To our day one listeners, thank you so much for your support and for following us along. And to all of our other listeners, thanks for tuning in today. We hope you have enjoyed our content. If you have any suggestions or topics you would like to hear about, people you find interesting and would like to hear on the show, please let us know. We're happy about every feedback. Please contact us via our Instagram channels at ECUTCS or at Duke Coastal Society or the email addresses that you can find in the show notes. The goal of this podcast is to offer the perspective of students in coastal spaces. Being in graduate school is the transitioning phase between being a student and as a working scientist. It is an interesting time where we spend most of our days reading and amassing knowledge, but most of us have not yet acquired the following our expertise to talk to a broad audience. Many times in marine science, we are getting hands-on field experience or also taking advanced classes on complex topics, but we lack the channels to communicate our progress and our findings. This is where the podcast comes in. It serves as a platform to showcase early career researchers students, and other scientists in the field, which don't get in the spotlight very often. It also serves as a vessel for us, the hosts, to talk about topics we care about and show you our perspective on the aspect of coastal sciences. Today's episode serves as an introduction to the 2022-23 host team. We're excited to introduce our new co-hosts. As you all know, this show is a collaboration between two student chapters of the Coastal Society, the one at East Carolina and the one at Duke. The members of the Duke team graduated from their program and are now working as coastal advocates in different places. New members of their program have graciously stepped up and taken over to take the co-hosting duties. This officially begins our second season of All Swell. Thanks again to Kara, Eva and Nora for being amazing partners in starting this podcast journey. Since Gigi and I are still on the board, We'll start by reintroducing ourselves and introduce the new hosts in the following. For those of you that are new, my name is Genevieve Gary, or Gigi as most people call me, and I am entering into my fourth year of my PhD at East Carolina University in the Integrated Coastal Sciences program. This year marks a huge milestone for me as I am no longer taking classes and I am just focusing on my dissertation work. I study how humans respond to climate change specifically responses to chemical contamination. I look at everything from human migration due to chemical contamination, to health effects, to effectiveness of governmental agencies to disseminate information. I'm originally a marine scientist, but because of my time in Wilmington, North Carolina, during my master's, I have pivoted towards chemical contamination. Water quality has always been near and dear to my heart, and I've realized that most of my life, I have been affected by a group of chemicals known as PFAS, which you've heard me talk about previously a couple episodes ago. Thanks, Gigi. Um, hi, everyone, again. I'm so glad to be still able to be your host. I'm Kira Hage, and I'm originally from Switzerland, now studying in the same PhD program as Gigi called Integrated Coastal Sciences at ECU. My focus is the nexus between hydrology and behavioral sciences, I'm working on uncovering the connections between human behavior and the watershed. 
And for all of you that don't really know what a watershed is, that is the entire area where water drains into a river or a river system or other body of water. So in my case, that's the Tar Pamlico River System in Eastern North Carolina. Uh, my background is in economics, but I'm applying a social psychology approach to understand people's behaviors, especially regarding wastewater treatment, which I then integrate into a computer-based model to simulate different outcomes. So for example, what happens if we increase taxes or provide subsidies and the like? So being from a landlocked country originally, I have learned a lot about coastal systems. And I feel very fortunate to have gotten this opportunity to work with the All Swell podcast and show you part of that. Now uh, that you know us, or you were reminded of who the ECU part of the team is, let us introduce the new voices. Um, Nat and Catherine, please take it away. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Nat Blackford. Uh, I'm a second year master's student at Duke, where I'm studying both coastal management and also forestry. Um, I'm really interested in how we manage our coastal ecosystems, from our coastal forests to salt marshes, all the way down to seagrass meadows, oyster reefs, etc. Looking at these systems as, as you know, very holistically, um, you know, these coastal ecosystems are some of the most densely populated areas on the planet. Uh, they have huge ecological, cultural, and historical significance, and then they also sequester and store massive amounts of carbon. Um, my background is pretty varied, um, kind of bounced around a fair bit. I got my undergrad degree in environmental studies and anthropology. I spent some time doing environmental education, spent some time doing environmental education on boats, um, kind of on, on the coast. Um, I helped run energy efficiency programs for the state of Maine. And I also spent a year um, with AmeriCorps doing kind of community and economic development. Um, last year, I decided to, you know, come back to school uh, with the goal of kind of refocusing a little bit on um, coastal resources, um, just something that I've always loved. Um, I grew up kind of in a coastal environment in Maine. and just have always wanted to, to learn more and get more involved with these coastal environments. Most recently, um, this summer, um, I, spent, I spent my time working with the National Parks Conservation Association, um, doing research and science communication surrounding coastal resilience in the 88 coastal parks in the, the U.S. So these parks are some of the most visited and most threatened parks in the country. Um, and it was great to spend some time kind of focusing in on them. Um, I'm really excited to join the All's Well team and look forward to learning along with you all this season. Hey everyone, my name is Katherine Leanhard. I'm a master's student at Duke studying coastal environmental management. I'm interested in coastal resilience, ecosystem restoration, and community engagement um, in the coastal world. And this year, I'll be studying at Duke's Marine Lab in Beaufort, North Carolina, where my peers and I will get to take courses relevant to our interests and um, we'll be able to immerse ourselves in local coastal ecosystems. My undergraduate studies were in marine science, um, and I had broad experiences in the biology, geology, chemistry, and physics of marine environments. I chose Duke's program to gain a better understanding of how humans interact with natural environments and how we can help to manage the communities who enjoy them and rely on them. 
Um, this summer, I had the opportunity to intern with the North Carolina Coastal Federation, which is a local environmental nonprofit, which does incredible things to protect our coasts. My co-interns and I participated in hands-on restoration efforts, such as planting marsh grasses at living shoreline sites, as well as research projects to further the organization's goals of environmental protection. Um, so thank you, Gigi and Kira, for allowing us to join the Allswell team. We're excited to explore some interesting topics with you. Oh, that's awesome. Well, welcome to the team, you guys. I mean, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. Nat, can you tell us more about your time with the National Park Conservation Association? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was kind of lucky enough to get a fellowship with them um, through part of the, through the, the Duke Stanbeck program, which is a funds students to work with different nonprofits around the, the state and around the country. So I was really lucky to um, and really appreciate the support of the Stanbeck family to kind of have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, so the National Parks Conservation Association is a nonprofit that advocates on behalf of the national park system. So it's not, not kind of affiliated with the government at all, but it kind of supports the park system. Um, and they've been doing a lot of work um, in kind of coastal resilience, but they're still kind of formalizing some of the things about it. So I was kind of brought on board to help them conduct a little bit more research on kind of what the impacts are for some specific parks, and then also to develop some kind of communication products to get that information out to, out to their members and out to the general public. So I was looking specifically, um, I think I chose four parks to kind of take a deep dive on, um, Big Thicket National Preserve, um, Everglades National Park, Cape Hatteras National Seashore and Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad National Historic Park. And so kind of took a deep dive on what the issues facing those parks were um, and importantly, what the parks are doing to respond to those challenges, um, which is a kind of a big part of it to, to, to show kind of what's being done and what can be done and how these parks can serve as a model for other um other preserves, other protected lands, and other kind of communities across the country. So it was great. I, I spent a lot of time working with um, ArcGIS story maps and kind of getting back into that realm of things, which was a lot of fun. Um, and those, I believe, should all be published relatively soon here. Um, and so uh, we can link to those in the show notes, maybe. That would be awesome. Yes. Um, I'd be interested in looking that on, like, seeing those story maps myself. Uh, I think we can probably stay with uh, different organizations and ask Catherine, uh, which was the Coastal Fed office that we were located at and like what kind of projects did you participate when you were working for them? Yeah, so I was in the headquarters office uh, of the Coastal Federation, which is in Ocean, North Carolina. Um, I live in Moorhead City, and so it wasn't too far from there. Um like I mentioned, we did a lot of really cool projects, especially I think my favorite were um, the field experiences, participating in the restoration projects. Um, so the Coastal Federation has constructed um, many living shorelines, which help to protect shorelines from erosion and also provide ecological benefits um, to um, habitats. And so as a part of the living shoreline, um, we typically would plant marsh grasses at the site. Um, 
And it was just wonderful to be able to see the natural environments there and to feel like we were actually contributing to preserving them. Um, and we also did some pretty comprehensive research projects. Um, the one that I primarily worked on was um, developing a um, nature-based model ordinance for the town of Beaufort, North Carolina um, for their stormwater system. So one of my co-interns and I, we looked at Beaufort's ordinances, especially their stormwater ordinance, subdivision ordinance, and land development ordinance. Um, and we were looking for ways that the language in those ordinances could be changed um, to help um, reduce um, impervious cover um, and um, kind of manage stormwater in the most environmentally friendly way possible. Um, and that was something that I had never been exposed to before. So that project really helped me gain an understanding of, um, you know, how local governments can uh, manage their ecosystems in a way that also benefits the environment. That's awesome. I love that we've had so many people that have gone through working or interning at Coastal Fed. Um, I got to work at the office down at Wrightsville Beach. Did y'all, did you get to work on the living shoreline that's up towards Hampstead? I think it's in between Jacksonville and in Wilmington? I don't believe that I did. Um, we mostly stayed like in the area, um, but we did get to work on the um, living shoreline that will be at their new center. Um, they've purchased a property not too far from their current office. Um, and so working at the living shoreline there was was really awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. I actually was talking to Kira about this yesterday. Um, one of my former uh, friends from Wilmington uh, is the architect on the new building for Coastal Fed. Yeah, Chip Hemingway. <laughs> That's so awesome. I've actually seen some of um, Chip's art. Um, it was auctioned off at our Pelican Award. So that's really awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. His work is amazing. And we could put a link to his um, Instagram probably in, in our notes. Uh, Cause yeah, it's, it's so cool to see kind of like the community of that. And he also did uh, Jeanette's pier up in the Outer Banks and some other uh, stuff on Wrightsville Beach. So. So Nat, you were uh, telling us something about AmeriCorps. How did you enjoy your time with them? And um, yeah, how did you get involved? Yeah, um, I got involved with AmeriCorps kind of through the the classic pandemic pivot. Um, you know, my, I was going to be um, heading out uh, with the Peace Corps to West Africa um, just about a few months before the pandemic hit. Um, and well, the pandemic hit a few months before we were about to head out. Um, so I was kind of looking for something a little closer to home that kind of also allowed me to kind of make a difference in my more local community, especially since during the pandemic, um, you know, there was a lot more need for, for support. So I ended up working with um, the Maine Downtown Center, which is kind of a, a statewide program in Maine that kind of supports communities through a program with the um, Trust for Historic Preservation. Um, so I was doing kind of community and economic development work, just kind of supporting some of the local communities as they kind of went through their kind of pandemic recovery and response, you know, processes. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I, how I got involved. Um, kind of specifically, it was through kind of a platform called Service Tier. Um, you know, AmeriCorps, plat AmeriCorps positions, you can find them um, kind of on the, the, there's a government site to kind of find them all. Um, yeah, but, um, uh, but it was a good experience. It was very challenging. Um, but I definitely got to meet a lot of interesting people throughout the state and it was, 
a spot where I felt like I was contributing during kind of a pretty, a pretty challenging time in, in our local communities. Um, but yeah, there are lots of different kind of AmeriCorps type positions around. There's some cool, um, I know of at least one program that's really kind of coastal focused. Um, and it's called the Island Fellows Program, which is through the Island Institute, which is in Maine. So that's, I think they get people, I think it's for either one year or two year kind of service projects on islands on the coast of Maine, um, doing projects with the local communities there. So there are a lot of cool opportunities in kind of the volunteer AmeriCorps and programs like that uh, world. Yeah, I guess we can also maybe link to those in the show notes for those of you who are, who are like listening to us now and are like, oh my God, I want to do this. So uh, yeah, you can find those in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, have you thought about, do you, have you ever been to Africa or would you still like to go since you kind of had to pivot? Yeah, I, um, I have been, I, um, studied abroad in Tanzania, which is in East Africa, um, during my undergrad. Um, so I was kind of spent four months there on an experiential program, um, where we were learning about wildlife conservation, um, political ecology, um, development, um, all sorts of stuff. So we kind of did a lot of camping. We went to a lot of national parks and preserves, talked to a lot of people um, in kind of the local communities, and then also did kind of months-long independent projects while we were there. So I was spent mine um, on the coast, um, as you might expect, looking at kind of um, looking at local wooden boat building practices on the coast and what they could tell us about um Tanzania over time. Um, kind of a, um, I don't remember exactly what the, what the word I would use to describe it was, but it was really cool. And it was a lot of fun to, to be there, a lot of fun to learn Swahili, a lot of fun to kind of get involved with some of the local people and, you know, have really fond memories of being there on the beach and having coffee around the, you know, the table with all of the, with all of the people in the village, um, or kind of going to get fish in the little village um, every night um an octopus and just all, all sorts of stuff um, it was it was a really cool experience and i would love to go back um didn't happen with peace corps but maybe maybe another time should, should we all go i actually um work for my human migration conflict and climate change i work on countries that are in the horn of africa more somalia kenya ethiopia and yeah, my parents actually met um, in Egypt because they were both working over there. So I've wanted to go to Africa for a long time. And it's so cool to hear about your experience over there. And I think sometimes when we're coastal U.S. people, we don't think about how much Africa, a lot of those countries, they rely on fisheries for their main source of, of food and protein. You know, uh, they, they and they've had, you know, it's passed down from generations, like you said, about like the boat building. It's something that just gets passed on, and, and that's so cool. And so, Catherine and, and Nat, do you guys have any tips or recommendations for people that want to apply for these positions that y'all have gone for? Yeah. Um, so I got the position at the Coastal Federation um, also through the Stand Back Fellowship Program, um, which Nat, I think, participated in also. Um, and so that's a fellowship program um, that's funded by the Standback family through um, Duke. 
And so um, I think I actually found out about the Coastal Fed before attending Duke because I remember um, reading their website and just thinking that it was an awesome organization. So it feels pretty full circle that I was able to intern there. Um, but for um, Duke students, um, the Career Center provides a list of organizations um, that are available for stand back fellowships. Um, and the Career Center is super helpful um, for students who want to apply. They do, you know, resume reviews. Um, so I'd recommend for, you know, incoming Duke students that if you're interested in any of these organizations to definitely um, get involved with the Career Center. Um, and otherwise, I know that the Coastal Fed hosts students from other schools, um, such as ECU, um, especially because there are three offices, one in the southeast in um, Wrightsville Beach and one in the northeast of North Carolina in Wanchees. Um, so if you are interested in the Coastal Federation, um, you know, feel free to check out their website, reach out to someone at your university or to someone within the organization. Yeah, and I would just broaden that and say, you know, I'm sure any any listener who's in school probably has some sort of career center that they can go talk to to get some support um, in terms of where to reach out. Um, for me, I found that some of the most important skills um, have been communication skills, um, whether those are through um, your your writing, um, you know, oral communication through maps and other forms of visual communication. I would just say that those are incredibly powerful skills to hone throughout your um, career as you're looking at graduate school and beyond. Um, you know, even, even the most hard scientist um, you know, has to communicate your results. Uh, and, the, and the better you can communicate them, the more impact that they'll have. Um, so I, I would just really, really say that's a good spot to, to focus and spend some time is kind of honing your your communication skills. And I think that'll help you both um, get positions and then also be successful in those positions. Yeah, thanks. That's actually a huge uh, advice and kind of also part while we're doing this podcast, right? So like that we can actually communicate the science that we're doing. Um, and speaking of the science, um, I know Nat, you've been um, a master's student for a little bit longer. Um, Catherine, I think you just started out, so you might not really know what you're going to get into, but like, what are you guys' uh, research interests or like, what would you like to uh, do in your thesis? Yeah, so um, our program at Duke is more of a professional program and kind of a research-based program. Um, but as part, of our pro as part of our, you know, degree, we do do master's projects. Um, and these can be can take a variety of forms, whether you're working with a client on a project, whether you're conducting some sort of original research. Um, but basically, the idea is to apply some sort of like real world process or analysis to kind of a problem. Um, so I'm kind of in a funky position because I'm studying not only coastal environmental management, but also forestry. Um, and so I get an extra semester to kind of make those two degrees happen. Um, but it means that I'm probably actually a little bit behind in the process compared to um, Catherine. But um, so far, it looks like my project is going to be surrounding um, different ways to estimate carbon stocks in wetlands, uh, in kind of coastal wetlands, so salt marshes. So um, 
I'll actually be doing some of the field work for it um, this weekend and next week. Um, but, but it's all about how we can take on the ground measurements and then use those along with remote sensing to get some estimates of kind of above ground carbon, below ground carbon, um, soil organic carbon, um, and, and, and importantly, to see whether those values and relationships change um, depending on kind of what assemblages of species are in the marsh. Um, so it's really exciting. Um, I'm still learning uh, more about it every day, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to get started. Um, and I'll hand it over to Catherine. It's awesome, Nat. I can't wait to hear about your project. Um, yeah, so our program is, is only two years, which the first year has flown by. Um, and um, as a coastal environmental management student, I do feel like um, our research projects do tend to take the form of like original research projects more than like client-based projects. Um, within our program, there are many concentrations. Like I have friends who are studying business and environment or environmental economics and policy. Um, so they do the more client-based um, projects. Um, but one of my peers and friends, Nicholas and I, um, we decided that we're going to look at the relationship between living shorelines and SAV, aka seagrass, in Bogue Sound, which is um, near us where we are in coastal North Carolina. Um, so we're just trying to see if if living shorelines confer some benefit to SAV um, because SAV is um, a critical habitat and it's in decline in North Carolina. So, um, you know, I'm excited for it, but um, just hoping that we can produce something meaningful to local practitioners um, and get it out there. That sounds fun. And just for the ones that like are not super ecologically related, SAV stands for? Sorry, submerged aquatic vegetation. Perfect. Um, Thank you so much. Easier to just say seagrass. Perfect. <laughs> but SAV includes, um, I guess, other grasses as well. So many, so many acronyms in this space, <laughs> all, all the time. Uh, and so, how did y'all get involved with your TCS chapter at Duke? Yeah, um, I can, I can start. Um, <clears throat> I went to a really cool workshop, um, and that kind of spurred my interest. Um, it was the um, the Mad workshop that they hosted last fall. Which I think is around kind of career and professional development. Um, and it was just really interesting to hear from some people who'd been through um, the Duke program, other people who hadn't. Um, there was a person there who was doing podcasts. You know, you know there was a lot of variation in terms of um, the experiences people had had. Um, but it was just really nice to just get a lot of advice that was really focused on coastal jobs and coastal careers um, because they can be kind of difficult uh, <laughs> and hard to find. Um, uh, hard to make work. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, and I'd really been kind of looking for something like that. And it kind of spurred my interest. And so kind of later in the year when a position, when, when the um, leadership of the Duke TCS chapter kind of turned over, I applied. And um, so I'm the, the vice president of the Duke student chapter. I also attended that MAD workshop last fall. Um, and the former TCS board did a great job with um, finding um, panelists and the panelists, I agree, were wonderful and really insightful. Um, 
I think I joined TCS right at the start of our program, just, you know, for the name and knowing that um, it was a great way to connect with other professionals, other students um, involved in the coastal realm. Um, And I'm really looking forward to the MAD workshop that um, our board will be putting on this fall. So keep an eye out for that. It will be virtual again um, and free to attend. Um, Yeah, it's been great getting to know my fellow board members and the past board. Really thankful for their guidance. Yeah, we'll have some uh, big shoes to fill to make sure that uh, that workshop's as good this year as it was last year. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yeah, and again, if that's like a virtual option, then like maybe our listeners could be interested in. um, Also, we make sure to share those informations in time so that you guys can also all attend and uh, benefit from those opportunities. Um, I think there's maybe time for one more question. Um, We had uh, already talked about a little bit events and stuff that you like to host. Um, We hosted like cleanups before, uh, which were really fun where we got like the community involved and like everybody on kayaks uh, on the Tar River, which was, yeah, a really cool, um, especially after the pandemic um, way of like engaging the community and people and just come out and help uh, clean up some of some of their environment. And so do you have any other um, events other than this uh, workshop that you were just talking about that you are interested in maybe hosting this year and um, as part of, of being part of TCS? Yeah, I know that um, in the past, um, our chapter of TCS has also hosted a cleanup, I think, around International Coastal Cleanup Day. Um, So we're definitely looking forward to that in the fall. And I think it would be a great way to engage community members that, you know, the students might not otherwise meet. Um, I know that the community at the Duke Marine Lab is is really tight knit, which I think is wonderful. But um, I think it's also important to um, be able to engage outside community members as well. So that's definitely something we'll keep in mind when planning that event. Yeah, I love that y'all are interested in that. And it's honestly been so much fun being a part of like this greater TCS and getting to know y'all since our, you know, it's funny that we're like a lot of the chapters are all in North Carolina, but the North Carolina coast is so spread out that we don't really get to see each other that often because you it would take it takes a couple hours to to drive around or you know you have to take the ferry in some cases which is really fun but not you know the best for time time management so i hope in the future that we can all get together and work on a project or something like that i hope so too we'll have to find a way to meet in the middle Well, everyone, uh, thanks again for listening. And if y'all have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We are so excited to start season two. We're so thankful um, for Nat and Catherine. And they actually have another uh, host, which we will introduce at a later time, uh, joining us for this season of of All Swell. And we're super excited. And, you know, we... Since we're all together, we got to finish with with this motto. And, uh, And here we go. Where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) (laughs) We're still working on it, everybody. (laughs) So smooth. (laughs) Have a good day. (laughs) Thank you, everyone.